Hi all and welcome to Prepare Like A Pro live chats. My name is Jack McLean. I created Prepare Like A Pro early in the year. I'm a strength and conditioning coach and I'm working with male and female footballers all over the country. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, head over to my website, preparelikeapro.com. I'm working with guys in their off-season, pre-season training. And if you're interested in any of my services, head over to my website. You can check out my professional services as well as download free training programs and get experience that way. I've got a running endurance program. goes for 12 weeks for free as well as a repeat speed program. I'm excited to announce tonight I'll be catching up with Marco Bello for a Q&A. Feel free to comment your questions through to Marco and myself by using the bottom question mark button there. Um, really looking forward to this chat with Marco. He's a well-experienced football coach. He played the, had a very successful playing career, sorry, playing in five premierships in six years for the Central Districts in the Sandful before moving over to the VFL where he played for three seasons as a playing assistant coach from 2008 to 2010 before becoming the senior uh, Box Hill development coach working closely with the Hawthorne developing coaches in 2011. He held that position for two years and they made successful grand final appearances during those two years and actually won a premiership in 2011. He then took on the Box Hill Senior team, leading the team to VFL Grand Finals in 2014 and 2015, heavily with the Hawthorne Academy, and was actually head of development when I was working with him in the academy in 2019 to 2020. And his most recent news, here he is, Marco, is he's Howdy. the hey, mate, head coach of the Oakley Chargers men's and women's team. So thanks for joining us, mate. Pleasure. Thanks for the intro. It's a long intro. It was a pleasure to get in. <laughs> it was a bit there. Uh, how you going, mate? Going well? Yeah, yeah, really well, really well. Just uh, as you said, uh, the last little comment just started the Oakley Chargers role. So putting my feet underneath the desk as of this week and uh, learning who's who in the zoo and um, starting off, yeah, possibly in a week and a half time or two weeks. Fantastic. Um, I think the twenty third. Fingers crossed. If yeah, all augers well, we should hopefully start a program by then. Awesome, mate. Yeah, that's really good news. And actually something, you've worked in that league before, that's something I forgot to add in, the Northern Knights, yeah, for a season. As head yeah, coach. just for the one season, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it. So I had 2013, just in between the, the Box Hill development gig and the Hawthorne full-time uh, role. So I had a ball. I loved the, the TAC Cup as it was at the time. Yeah. Northern Knights and yeah, working with obviously elite athletes or, or looking to be elite athletes and helping them in their development. Yeah, fantastic. Let's go back to the beginning, mate. So start of your career as a coach when you were a playing assistant coach or, or even before then, when, when did you decide that being a coach was something you were passionate about and something that you were going to pursue? What age did you Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't until really late, mate. It was, you know, 27, 28, where the body started to, you know, say, well, how much longer could you keep this up for? And Ended up playing until 34, so it was a little bit longer, which was which yeah, was good. Fantastic. But in terms of the level that I was wanting to get to, it was yeah starting to fall away there. So it wasn't until probably I reached the Box Hill, the second iteration of it, I guess, in 2010, where I started to get a feel for it. And you know, under Brendan Bolton, who was the coach at Box Hill at the time, he yep. he sort of developed me to you know get the passion and ignite the fire in in. You know, passing on all the knowledge, I guess, that I'd learnt. So that's what really invigorated me to, to want to do it or, 
I'll shine a light on it was that yeah. I had a great deal of knowledge and you know, the, the, the guys who were coming up uh, underneath me, the 18, 19-year-olds, were, were really eating it up. So I was thought, Fantastic. well, let's stay in the game for as long as I can and, and this is the next pathway. Yeah, amazing. And so you started as an assistant coach? Is that what yeah, you playing assistant coach under, yeah. under Bolts. So again, more right. so just learning the ropes and you know, sitting in on meetings, having a say in selection. So really just starting to get a, an understanding of, of what it is because most people just think the coaching is the um, game day scenario, but there, yeah. there's so much that goes on behind it. Obviously, from an individual perspective with a player to a, a small group in a line to a large group, you know, dealing with a squad of 50-odd players together yeah, with support staff. There's, you know, up to 70, 80-odd people there. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty that goes into the planning behind the scenes, isn't there? Absolutely, and that's where people like yourself, Gold, you know, that we can, you know, almost hand over the reins and say, Rightio, Jack, this is, you know, what I think we need from the group. This is hopefully what you've got to work with and hand over the reins and the rest is yours. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned Bolts. It was a big instigator in, in recognising that you had had that knowledge and, and sort of guided you towards coaching. Were there other people along the way or was Bolts the sort of the main one early days uh, mentored you. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was probably the, the main instigator, but at the time there was a, a fellow that a lot of Box Hill people would know as well, Andrew Nicholl, who used to play there, and he had a stint at, at the, the Bulldogs whilst it was small, but he also worked at Melbourne there for a time. So he was another one that helped me along. My uncle, who was only four years older, so it's not like he's a, an elder statesman, but my uncle was also in the coaching caper and, and he was starting to show me the ropes as well. And, and as he started to talk to people and, and gather the, the, the vital information that you needed, it was like, well, yeah, actually I can do this. And, you know, obviously putting a toe in the water initially at Box Hill helps because you've got such a great resource in terms of the personnel the club itself, Hawthorne obviously was up above and, and sitting on top of that. So, yeah, really pleased that uh, I had that sort of infrastructure around me to be able to put that toe in the water. Yeah. Uh, along the way, like I know you have a marketing background. Uh, are there, do you look to other areas in life or work or whatever, hobbies, and bring that into your coaching? Or is it more through developing off other coaches, other like-minded people, and, and you sort of put your own flavour into that, into, into the no, philosophy. It's, it's a mixture of, of everything, yeah. It's certainly, obviously, the, the people that you've worked with previously, and you know, I can still hear myself every now and again saying something that my under-16s you know, coach probably you know, iterated, and, and so it was like, oh, where did that come from? But it's just yeah, ingrained right. in you over the time. But, but also, yeah, absolutely, especially in this day and age, to, to use as many different avenues that you've got. So. You touched on the marketing and a lot of that had to do with the IT. So, you know, I'm very comfortable being able to present in different formats of presentation. You know, my, my kids, I learn from them and especially this homeschooling period of how to negotiate with, even though they're eight and 10, but how to negotiate those situations and, you know, what I learned at football helped me in this and what I've learned in that will no doubt come back and help me in football as well. So everyone I speak to from, you know, going for a coffee with someone to, watching and hearing podcasts and those sorts of things yeah you take little tidbits and you go right how does that resonate with me and the group that i'm coaching currently yeah awesome so it does it you it might not be then and there where you hear something that, it, that you apply it might come years later and it just sort of appears that you, that you use it Is yeah that often, it, does that often it, happen or yeah it seems to be the way currently i mean you know yeah. you have and you set out certain structures and you know, your programs throughout that as with anything that you, you, know, you have the 
the mindset of, of trying to achieve. It's like, already I've, I've gone through this or this didn't work. What else can I put in there? Or oh, hang on, I remember this happened last time from the group that I coached five years ago. Or I remember Bolts being in this scenario at Box Hill and how did he approach that? And something might pop up that, you know, just didn't fathom that I remembered that or, or, or yeah, contemplated right. that, that even happening. But you just recollect things along the way that, you know, that's, that's important now. Yeah, fantastic. And and development seems something that you've you're passionate about. So certainly working closely with you, yeah, I could see yeah, both presenting skills that you mentioned earlier, but also your teaching skills. You could I, I saw that live and I could see the impact you could have with younger players. Is was that something that you knew early on that you'd be passionate about doing, helping players and, and teaching them skill sets, or did it sort of come to you as your career pro- progressed? Probably more so as the as the career progressed. I must admit, you know, I always for whatever reason, had a, I guess, a strong pull towards younger people for whatever reason. So a lot of my mates, are, you know, you know, when I was in year 12, you know, they were, they were in year 10 or... So I always seem to gravitate towards the younger people and, and even more so now, obviously, as I get older, yeah. you know, the, the, the pathway for them is, is still at 17, 18 years of age. So I feel there's, there's a great connect. I, I, I don't know what it is, whether it's because I'm five foot nothing and they probably look over me and, and you know, they, they can look me in the eye. And I do like the simplicity of things. I, I don't like to overcomplicate things. You know, we, we talk about that football especially is, is a dynamic game where it's, you know, on a mm. large field with 36 people and, you know, the whatever, 120-odd minutes of football. You don't need me telling you where to be every single moment of every single, you know, game time. It's, it's you've grown up playing this game. How can I help you 1%, 2%? to just to make it a real simple game where you get to enjoy it first and foremost and get the love for it because that's where you get to learn the most. Something you love, you're passionate about, and you'll go back to the well and want to keep asking questions and learning about it. So that's what I really love about it. Yeah, that's fantastic. And what areas have you seen, I guess, have the most growth or change the most in the industry? Because you've seen every level, I mean, NAB League, state level and AFL. Has there been a trend where you've just seen continual growth in a certain area or, or an area that maybe surprised you at the AFL level now that you're going back to the NAB League that you really want to take to that level? Yeah, has there been an area that you're, you've seen grow and, and develop the most in, in AFL? Yeah, look, back going, this is again going back, you know, the olden ages when I used to play, but I never asked enough questions. I never tapped into the resources that were around me. I always thought, I, yeah, I know this, yeah, I... I can work through this. I'll, I'm sure no one's come across this scenario before, so I'll, I'll just work my way through it. But just ask questions is, is paramount. And, and it seems to be an appetite for, for this generation coming through where they want feedback, they want to learn, they want to um, understand where you're coming from and what you've learned and how they can then translate it across to their life. So mm. being more open in, in that way. And to tell you the truth, a bit that has come back maybe full circle was there was a period there where it was athletes, let's turn them into footballers. Yeah. I yeah. think it's gone back to footballers. We can make sure that they have the athletic capacity to work into this game style now. So yeah. a lot more footballers are starting to break it into the AFL level. So it is more of the five foot, you know, nothing like me that are, that are coming in. And, and then the physical capacity, we get someone like yourself, Jack, to go, rightio, these are the downfalls. We can spend more time. Yeah, getting you up to scratch to, yeah. to make it at that elite level 
rather than I think there used to be, you know, the six foot six Anthony Kudafidis type where this guy's an absolute specimen. Now, Kuda could play football, so don't get me wrong, but they, they went yeah. down that model, whereas a lot of them at the time were, were athletes and hadn't touched a football for maybe five, ten years or, or even ever. So, full circle. Do you think it's the skill aspect, or it's probably a few, but is it the skill aspect, or is it more the tactical, um, technical elements of the game that's really hard to teach those athletes and, and develop the, the athletes, not the footballers? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's game sense, because you look at someone like a Mason Cox at Collingwood, who, you know, he can mark a football, and he kicks it just as straight as anyone, and, and he mm. hasn't touched a football for 30-odd years of it, or 24 years of his life. So you can, you, you'll end up getting, and a lot of these Irish boys who come across are, are the same. So, yeah, you'll get the skill component at, at some stage. You'll get the technical component, but it is more the game sense and the, the tactical understanding and awareness. As I said, there's not too many sports where it's 360-degree contact. Mm. It's, you know, you're working up and down one of the largest fields with playing areas. You know, you, you can mark the ball up high, you can kick it off the ground, you can touch it obviously with your hands. There's so many different aspects to the game that aren't encapsulated in other games. And so yeah. the game sense is probably the hardest one for mine that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. And what's an area, you may have touched on it already, but what's an area that you're really passionate about when you take on a new athlete or a new team? What are some of, some of the fundamentals that you like to develop first? The the personal and the, and the, and the trust component. So as I touched on before, A, the love of the game will, will make you want to learn more of it and keep yourself involved, but also the relationship that you have with the individual, with the group. You know, they, they learn you or they, they learn more about you first before they will learn it or want to learn about the game from you. So it's important that you have that strong relationship. So that's one of my strong suits, I, I believe, and getting to know each one individually from a, on a personal perspective before we get into the X's and O's, before we get into the you know, the next step. So I care about the person first before I care about the, you know, how many kicks or marks or where their football is headed at any given stage. So I think, you know, again, going back to the old days, it was all about the screaming and yelling from a coach yeah. and not knowing who I am. Mm -hmm. And is that going to work for me? Well, you may hit 20 out of 22, but the two you miss are probably very important to your, to your group. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that it seems like to me anyway, I don't know, my lens might be wrong on this, but sometimes there's some athletes now that are, or footballers as well, that are taking it so seriously at such a young, young age, you know, because of the programs that are in place and things like that. Is there a point, a 15, 16 year old, 17 year olds, where you can potentially be taking it too seriously and losing the fun essence of the game? Or do you think that you need to do that if, if your goal is to get drafted, you have to be being professional, I guess you could call it? I think, uh, look, there's no doubt there are types of athletes that need their hand held a little bit more and you can see the talent and the raw talent and you probably go, okay, I can help this person to really take those next steps and he may or she may need that just little help along. But I think if you're passionate enough about the game and love the game, I think you're the self-driver so you don't need the coach or the, you know, the peer to, to really push you because if you love the game and are passionate about it, you will do anything possible. And there's yeah. no doubt you can push too hard the other way. And I'm going through it at the moment with my 10 and 8-year-old. You know, my mm. little girl plays basketball and wants to play you know, championship basketball. And you know, that's where it starts to get serious. And they train three nights a week. And they'll probably have to get on Zooms on a Sunday. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, you might be passionate, but is this going a bit too far? What about 
socialising with friends? What about playing a different sport? What about going for a bike ride with your brother? Yeah. Going yeah. for a swim? All the different things in life that can shape you when you and if you get to the elite level will play an important part. I was reading up on you know, someone like a Nadal who played soccer for a large part of his life before yeah. going into tennis. You know, similar with you know, soccer players playing a different sport and obviously you hear about all the basketballers turning into footballers. So having an outlet rather than 24-7, eat, sleep, whatever sport you're doing or whatever you're working on is going to be too much at some stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think temper that with, with life and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah love it. Fantastic. Well, guys, if you've been watching and you want to send through a question to Marco, remember to use the question button down the bottom. Phil is written Hardwick. I can see Blake Hardwick there and Alessio Mario. A bit of a funny by Phila. Can he swim? Yes, thank you, Jason. I, I can swim, but this is a story that Jason knows very well where, and this is back to you, S&T guys, Jack, where they got me to swim with two bricks above my head. So you work out how do you do that? that works. Yeah, exactly. So it was. So I threw the bricks away very quickly before I did drown and uh, made my way back into the beach. Fantastic. Thanks, <laughs> did you play with Phila? Yeah, um, Phila was in the twos, I think, at the time. So he, he tried. Oh, uh, he got one back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, mate. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you heaps for for joining us and and dropping all those gems throughout the last 20, 30 minutes. I know you've got a new role and, and you mentioned that you're, you're sinking your teeth into it as we speak. What are you most excited about for 2021? And, and it sounds like you've already sort of begun. So for the rest of the year with this new role at, at Oakley Chargers. Yeah, again, just it's you know, the focus on development, obviously, but this is going to be a different dynamics for me because it's in charge of both the boys and girls program. So I'm really looking forward, obviously, having seen from afar the girls football, whether it be AFL or VFLW, but I'm really mm. looking forward to, you know, the energy that they provide is, you know, has come through the TV from every time I watch it and, and hearing and seeing them at Box Hill is just, it, it provides me with a, another, another step and another avenue to want to wanna really help them progress. Mm. And I can see the synergy between the boys and the girls being really strong at, at Oakley where, you know, they're renowned for not only producing talented footballers, but, you know, really stand up people within the community so i'm looking forward to you know being ahead of a program now whereas the last yeah. three to five years I've, I've been you know um a bit player so to speak but yeah really going to enjoy this this next step yeah fantastic mate oh, well thanks for joining us pleasure good luck with your uh, next venture and um looking forward to whatever that may hold and um keeping up these instagram posts look they've been terrific yeah fantastic Thanks, Marco. See you, Pleasure. the guys as well. See you guys. See ya. Thank you.